Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rice and Mike's podcast. I'm your host, Tung Nguyen, and it never gets any less weirder saying my full name myself. <laughs> it's always, always weird too. It's always weird, yeah, but I have to go through the formalities. Fucking Rice and Mike's. <laughs> Hey, have it before the banter. Let me introduce you first. All right, go for, all right. It, go for it, sir. All right, the one who's got a smart mouth over here—that's Junior, one of my old school friends. Junior, how are you going? I'm good. Yourself? Yourself? Oh, not too bad. You're the first person who's actually asked me how I'm going. Right? Everyone else is a piece of shit. Yeah. Exactly. No one asks how I'm doing. No one introduces me. All right. You're selfish it's bastards. Me. Yeah. Damn. And then we've got Norman. What's going on? What's going on, Norman? Bloody Norman, Norman in the house. The classic Norman. You're going to hear a lot from him. Another one of, of my school friends. Yeah. <laughs> and we've also got the returning guest. It's Matthew. Thanks for having me. How are you going? How <laughs> <laughs> are you? Awkward Asian guy. Every episode you're on, you always have to I, I hate start. this part. I hate the beginning. <laughs> you can't think of a joke or something to open up with? Knock, knock. Who's there? Jesus. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus who? Hey, we've got Christian Jesus songs. is always the answer. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Jesus right. is a friend of mine. That's it. <laughs> so let's begin. Why do we know each other? Well, how do we know each other is the question. Who's going to start this one? Norman, off? Norman, man. Norman. Hit it off. Man. How do we all know yeah, each other? Hit it off, hit it off. You know, 10 years ago, we met each other in high school. The fuck was it 10 years ago? The fuck is 10, 10 years, years ago? 2010, I was still in primary. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Wait, no, that's... Oh, no, that's no, you, right. We st- yeah, we started... I don't know. So you're right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Or you're nine. Yeah. 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 But you two met Junior a lot later because Junior only came... I met Norman... Fuck. Yeah, it's seven years ago now. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit, it's been seven years. Yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> and same with Tung, right? You met him the same time you probably met Norman when you moved to Kabahai. Yeah, yeah. Norman, uh, yeah, Tung as well. Same same time, seven years since you're 11. But what school did you go to before? Fairfield. Yeah, I went Fairfield. to Fairfield High, yeah. Why'd you move to Cabra? I got, I got my ass kicked out of school. <laughs> <laughs> what you do? So, tell, tell us what you do. What you do? Oh, right. you tell us, fill it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, secret, yeah, it's man. Yeah. Was that bad? No, no, it wasn't that bad. It's just, it just a lot of suspensions led up to it. Had a lot of suspensions in high school. You know, this one was the last one. I was in year 10 and there was an Arab kid. He was bullying this little African kid, right? Near the bubblers. It was a hot day too and I was trying to make my way to the bubblers and he was blocking my way. So as it was happening, I, I, you know, I witnessed it. It wasn't a good sight to see. You know, you, know, you, know, you shouldn't like... Yeah, fuck bullying, right? Yeah, straight up fuck bullying. You can't just stand there and watch people get bullied. So, you know, I did... Bully them back. Yeah, I smacked the Arab kid. <laughs> so I smacked, I smacked the kid and then, yeah, I got done for it. I, you know, got caught up to deputy's office, got, got my ass suspended. You know, I was sitting in suspension for six weeks, the, during the six-week holiday into year 11. And then the, after that, they told me I couldn't go back to school. <laughs> Wait, six-week suspension? Yeah. That's really long. Yeah. It's a fucking long time. Straight up. It's like you're out of school for that long, you learn nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what happened during that time too? My dad did not know I got kicked out of school. My mum hid me for six weeks at my grandma's house. <laughs> you believe that shit, bro? She said like, my dad wouldn't cause a fucking ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she, bro, my grandma, I was held fugitive. <laughs> fugitive for like six weeks. I wake up in the morning. You know how we used to start school like really early? Yeah. I, I wake up. I got changed into my school clothes. <laughs> I wasn't even fucking going to school. Oh, and shit. I ended up at my grandma's house. Oh, I did eat and sleep all day. And then I ended up at your school. Damn. Would you, would you have been beat by your dad if you knew? Nah, nah. He just fuck. He just talks too much shit. <laughs> you know, you don't want to hear that yeah, stuff around yeah, the house, guys. You know, it's just too much. But your, your, your mom doesn't want to hear it neither. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it. Water under a far distant bridge. Right. <laughs> what a funny story. But how did your parents act or how did your mum react when she... I was cool with it. I was cool with it. You know, she, she heard the story about it and she was like, yeah, she understands why I did it. You know, she always knew growing up I had a, like, not, not a very good temper, but she, my, my mother's very understanding of me, you know, because she grew up, she grew up here as well. She went to high school here. Oh, live, really? Yeah, live with girls. Yeah, man. Oh, so when she got her ass out of uh, Vietnam, same as my dad, my mom went to live with girls here, you know, she got an education. So she was very adjusted to the Western lifestyle. So when it came to me, you know, my brother and my sister, she was very like lenient and she was flexible with it. Unlike my dad, he was old school. Like high expectations and shit. High expectations, beat your ass, you know, wouldn't shut the fuck up, you know. So we try to avoid that, you know, come on, bro. Got to work together as a family. (laughs) How old was your mum when she moved here? I think she was like nine or ten. Yeah, she went to high school here. Yeah, she came here. She went straight into high That's school. That's rare to hear, actually. That all of our parents That's... came in; they were adults. Yeah, but my yeah. mom was like, luckily, because yeah. my grandfather was wealthy back then. Yeah. yeah, so he had the money to get here. So it was like it was an easy journey for her. My mm. dad, 
fuck, my dad had to tunnel his ass out of Vietnam. <laughs> he needed nuggets of gold to get out there. <laughs> You should have saw what you told me the story, man. It was trying to make me feel sorry for him. I was like, brother, please. What? <laughs> yeah. You would feel sorry about that. Why? About his journey. His from, journey? You know, no. Because like, he worked hard to get, get, get his ass out of there, you know, during the war and shit. Okay, cool. I'm telling you guys, if there was a war here, we would work our asses off to get the fuck out of here too, okay? Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, thing. Yeah. It, bro, it's, it's no just chance. that like, wrong place, wrong time, you know? You can't compare his life to our life. No way. It's different circumstances. You can respect it. Yeah, okay. You know, you had a you had a very hard hardship trying to get out, and then when you got here, you had to assimilate into the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's very it was very hard for them to get used to a Western lifestyle. But like, why do we have to feel sorry for them? I respect it. Yeah, is that good enough? True or what? Yeah, it's sort of like that's true. Like, all right, very controversial opinions. I mean, ah, oh, nah, not even man. It's, just, it's good shit, man. Yeah, it's eye-opening shit. Yeah. Yeah, so Junior met you guys when you were in like year 10. Yeah. Junior, when did I, when did I meet you? When? when yeah, when, bro? Let's see. Me and my boy Matthew Key here, we've gone back to 2001. Yeah. 2001. 2001. Yeah, 19 years now. Yeah. 19 yeah. years now. We were in kindergarten together. Yeah. I remember Four, it was my, it was my yeah. first mate I ever made. Yeah, yeah. I, told, I remember that story too. My first mate. Yeah, my first you know. mate. You know, we looked at each other. We both had small eyes and we clicked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even in kindergarten, we were standing next to each other during the school photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Fucking I don't sick. know how it happened like that, but it happened. Yeah. You know? Never had any bad run ins. You know, all good, all smooth on there. Yeah, all smooth. I was there. happy bro, when you moved to Camera High. I was like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I saw Matthew. Yeah. I was like, oh, what a yeah. throwback. Yeah. What? You know? Did you guys keep in contact? During, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we see, yeah. we saw each other yeah. here and there. In I, between, I think I hung out, yeah, hung out with you during like your seven, your eight sometimes. Yeah, well. yeah, but then like the bond was always strong. Yeah. It was always the same when we saw each other. Yeah. 19 years in the making. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice, right? Yeah. You, lo- you love to have that story with me, eh? Yeah. The jealous that Tom was here in your face, man. Damn it. Fuck. That could have been me. <laughs> I wish that was me. All right, let's jump to Norman now. So, Norman. Yeah. Now, Norman, in school, I remember you were a, a grade A student for hospitality yeah. and food tech. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Those were the only two subjects I was pretty good at. And, um, yeah, I just really liked cooking, so I thought I'd be a chef. Yeah, how's yeah. that going? Yeah, not bad. Just started working again. Oh, we, we off during the whole uh, quarantine thing. Yeah, during COVID lockdowns. Mm. Yeah. You know, just sitting at home doing fuck all. But um, yeah, back back into it now. Doing like 50 hours a week. Fuck, 50? that's chef's yeah. life, right? Chef's life, yeah. 50 hours a week. Not even joking there. Not even joking, bro. I just got off a 14-hour shift the other day. <laughs> 30 in the morning to 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> Didn't yeah, even have a break, rough, bro. Man. We were fucking slammed. Yeah. yeah. Chef life. Pretty bad. What? But that's only like once, once or twice a week. Like on uh, Fridays and Saturdays. But every other day, it's pretty chill. Mm. Yeah. Did your parents support you doing like this kind of career? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like stereotypically, yeah. stereotypically, they like Asian parents. You like, are right. You they're are expecting right. me to go to uni, but because yes. they're like all the parents are really chefs, you know, like they don't want your kid to be a chef. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, but I I'm like lucky. It. Yeah, I'm lucky. Oh, you they like so, it? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like I like cooking, and so yeah, my parents supported me. That's good. And then, yeah, they saw me making money, so. <laughs> what, what do you cook though? Like, you do cook Asian food or is it like more fine dining? Tell them where you're at now. Tell them where you're at now. I'm at, um, I'm at a wine bar in Surrey Hills called Polly. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Pretty good shit. So what are you cooking there? Like, is it high-end shit? Like, yeah, it's like high-end hipster food, bro. Ah, so it's all about the presentation, <laughs> yeah, bro. Presentation. What cuisine? What cuisine are we talking here? It's like, <laughs> it's like a European with a bit of um Asian influence. Oh, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. It's not bad. They've got a second restaurant. It's a two-hat restaurant in Chippendale. Oh, yeah. shit. A what? A two-hat. Two what does that mean? So, like, um, so, restaurants are graded on hats. Yeah. It, around the world, they're graded with Michelin stars. Yeah. So, one, two, three Michelin stars. Everyone knows that. But in Australia, we're graded via hats. So, one, two, three oh, hats, yeah. which is given out by usually the Good Food Guide. Good Food Guide, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. And there's only mm. three hat. Uh, there's only two three-hatted restaurants in New South Wales. Yeah. You know what they are? Uh, Key and Sixpenny and then there's another one. You know, key the one um, circular key, the fucking where the opera house is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know. You know that mass- massive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the opera house, yeah, where yeah. everyone goes and yeah, takes where everyone goes takes photos. Yeah. And oh just yeah, the anniversary yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, that was shit. Yeah. Oh, it's shit food. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not shit food. I'm just saying all that shit. Oh, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know. And are you a chef as well, Junior? Yeah. 
Ah uh, yes, yes I am uh, alongside Norman. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Have you guys actually no? But you guys don't. I mean, haven't worked together. No, yeah, no. that's the craziest thing. Yeah. Bro. yeah, one day, bro. Yeah, one bro, day. You guys will be trouble, man. You work together. <laughs> Shit. We'll be a fucking force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Bro. I don't know. Norman started his career a year earlier than I did. Right out of high school, he started. Yeah, like I was doing my apprenticeship during my HSC. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and um, fuck, did you? Yeah. You lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened to you? Oh, just, you know, I had a run-in like every other Asian kid with their parents. I had to go uni, just like the rest of us. Oh, yeah. You know, I got forced to go uni as well. So I tried my best during my HSC. Scored a shit mark, you know. Did you really try your best? Mystery mark. <laughs> no, no one can vouch for me that. Okay, I didn't try my best. We were English together. We didn't really give a fuck about anything, okay? But... Should I did try a new... Okay, me, I'm the type of guy, I'm not going to study. Yeah. I'm just going to walk into the test hoping I'm going to do good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened. I walked into my head, you see, you know, I did a few I did a few good ones, a few band fives, but like, wasn't enough. I had to go to college. Wasted a whole bloody fucking semester there. Racked up a debt there too. Eight grand, I think it was $8,000. Yeah, in that's in hex In hex, in help, in help loans. And then, I think it was around the time my sister... So my sister decided to pursue her career of teaching overseas... And my parents were very against it. And she wanted to go to Bangkok to teach. Live there and teach there. So my parents were very against it. Why yeah. not? You know, obviously Asian parents, they don't approve of it. I mean, they came, they came from like a Asian country, yeah. for good life, and then you're... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, now your kid's going back yeah, there. Like, what that. the hell's going on, you know? <laughs> and so my sister took it upon herself. She's like, you know, fuck it. She didn't care about... It. My sister's always been very independent. Very independent, but a very strong woman, you know? And so she was just like, at one point, fuck it. I don't care what they think anymore. I want to, like, if I keep living under their rules, I'm not going to be able to pursue my dreams. So she left. She went. And right before she went, she was like to me, she pulled me aside. You know, we were having our last dinner together as a family. She pulled me aside. She goes, Junior, she goes, I think you should, you know, drop out of uni. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think so. You know, I should just stay fucking <laughs> try to get through it, try to get my credits, yeah. <laughs> try to get, make parents, make mom and dad proud with that, you know, degree. Yeah. And my sister was like, you know, I could t- see in your face, you know, you come home, you're not happy, you're depressed and all that. I go, look, honestly, I'm not even going to school. I'm stoned. You know, <laughs> I come home stoned. I'm not even going to school. I, that's how much I hate it. Okay. And she was like, yeah. She, she goes, there you go. She goes, you don't enjoy studying. Don't do nothing you don't enjoy. After she said that, she goes, why don't you ju- go just drop out of uni? So what I did the following Monday, I went into school. I signed out. And then I went through this agency called HTN. It's an apprenticeship agency for chefs. I went to them. I got an interview with them. So yeah, you have to apply for them first. So I got an interview with them. And then I remember I got the interview on Wednesday, showed up on Wednesday, and I started working as a chef on Friday that week. <laughs> oh, shit. That was cool. I jumped straight into my dream job within a span of four days. You know how mad that is? Wait, did you have much experience before? I had fuck all. <laughs> I worked in restaurants as a kitchen hand. You know, I washed dishes. I worked at KFC. But you, that doesn't count, right? That doesn't, doesn't like, count. Yeah, Trust me. Yeah. Like, like if you if you looked at a chef and said, oh, yeah, I worked at KFC, I'd spit in your face. You know, <laughs> like, like, get out of my kitchen. There's no point. Don't try to boast about that to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I remember that day, if I, the Friday, I walked in. The Wednesday, I had the interview. And then the Thursday, I went to the club to have another interview with the, for the job. You know, so I was, I was an apprentice now. Now I was going for the job. And then he goes, when's the earliest you could start? I go, bro, I could start today. He goes, come tomorrow. And, you know, I didn't know this at the time, being a chef. And I, I think Norman may have known or may not have known, but I didn't know this. A Friday is a fucked day as a chef. Okay? A Friday yeah. or a Saturday. You're Norman didn't tell you, bro. Shit. Yeah, you're going to you get, you get slammed as a chef, okay, <laughs> on a Friday. It's too busy. You know, it's the end of the week. Everyone wants to party. Everyone wants to eat. Yeah. And I was working at the club. Yeah. You know, I walked in on the busiest day of the week. And I got wrecked <laughs> as a chef. You know, I walked out, my hands were cramping, my legs were killing. You know, I, I had cuts and burns on my hands that I didn't, I didn't even know I could get. All right. And you know what was the best feeling about all that pain? I was dripping sweat. I was dead tired. I loved every second of it. You know, I walked out happy. I was like, fuck, I could do this for the rest of my life. You know, and then oh, wow. I remember that day, I finally realized, I finally understood what it meant by do what you really love and then you'll be good at it. Now that I do what I really love and I enjoy doing it, I'm fucking good at it. Same with Norman. Norman's good at it too. Like you want to get better at it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want, yeah. We strive to be professionals at our jobs. And so we strive to be the best we can at our jobs, to stand above everyone else. Usually in the kitchen, that's how everyone works. You yeah. have to stand above everyone yeah. else. Everyone's <laughs> Why? Is it, is it like the shit chef will not make it there? Like The, the shit chef will be shit. peeling our potatoes <laughs> and the good chef will be having a cigarette with me at the back. That's how it works. You know? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I see, yeah. I see your stories, but you always have me see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. Think about it. If you're shit, you need improvement. How are you gonna improve? You have to work. If I'm better than you, I don't need improvement anymore. You can you can do it for me. <laughs> it's just chef life kind of thing. So what know? else don't we know? Like Norman, can you tell us more about some of the inside knowledge and what happens? Hey Norman, I spoke I told you about this, yeah? I was like, right. wow, it's gonna be a lot of banter. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of banter. There's a lot of talking shit in the kitchen. You gotta be like really thick skinned. Yep. Or or you're gonna you're just gonna get it from mm-hmm, everyone. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be the kitchen's bitch. You gotta yeah. take as much as you can give. Yeah. I've never been to prison, but I reckon <laughs> I reckon a kitchen is similar to a prison. Oh, <laughs> what would you say, dude? Bro, you're stuck in the, in a kitchen. You're stuck in the four walls, no sunlight. Okay, and Hot just just imagine well, your yeah. superiors yeah. being the security guards telling you get the fuck back in your cell, but instead he's telling you to go grab him something, <laughs> like something very useless as well. Yeah. Grab me a bottle of water. Okay, why'd you grab me the bottle? I didn't need it. What the fuck are you on about? You didn't need it. I just, you told me earlier. No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hey, seriously, yeah, seriously, that kind of shit. Yeah, Chefs yeah. in our world, it's like, think about it. We're like possums. We work in the afternoon into the night. Rarely do we get to see our, our family, our friends, you know, because we're working really ridiculous hours, usually yeah. 10 to 12 hours a day, you know, very draining. So come the days off, we just want to relax. You know, we don't want to be bothered. Yeah. So as a chef, it's very stressful. So if you don't have everything under control, you know, it's kind of spirals out of control. So that's why we always like, you got to one-up each other in the kitchen. Whoever is the best in the kitchen gets to have the last say, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a fucking sweatshop. Like, it's, you, it's a sweatshop factory. Like, do you guys do it for laughs though? Or is it like, do you guys actually hate the people who are telling you what to do? Like, is there actually like hatred in between you so guys? You know or? what? You know, I'll let normal. Yeah, I'll let normal start this one. Do you take it personally or do you not take it personally? Like? No, usually it's professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, if they're actually shit, you have to let them know <laughs> and bully them. If, mm-hmm. Especially if they're like apprentices and stuff. Yeah. They have to learn. What if they're actually like a dick? Like the person telling you what to do is a dick and I don't know. Do you just like hate well, on them or do you have to respect them? Like, I know, don't know like, if Norman's had any run-ins, but for me, I don't really enjoy taking shit from anyone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, I think it's just the Vietnamese side of me. <laughs> you know, it's very hard to take shit from people. And like, you know, I can take shit to a certain degree. You know, if like, if I'm in the wrong, then yeah, I understand why you're giving to me. But when people start pushing it, you know, start, start shoving it in front of you and like, Really, really pushing it, then they're getting out of hand. It's not professional anymore. Now you're being a fucking nuisance. Yeah. And then if you're nu- you're a nuisance to someone, and you expect to stand there and continue to be a nuisance, you're fucking crazy. No one's gonna let you do that. <laughs> they're either gonna walk off or they're gonna punch you in your fucking throat. <laughs> you know? And like, like in the kitchen. So what would you what you ask again? The the question. Do you hate them? Like, do you hate them or like? Yeah, yeah, see, dicks, see, right? like they're actually I, doing it on purpose. I, I, man, to take it I, I was getting told off at first when I started working. A and you lot. took it personally, right? Yeah, yeah I took start. it personally, but then I finally realized, like I said, you you have to give as much as you can take. If you want to give people a lot of shit, you have to be able to take a lot of shit as well. You yeah, know, and not, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And me, trust me, I at work, I, I, I rip into people. You know, yeah. I, you have to, you have to correct them. Like this is our job, this is our profession. We got to get it right. We got people to serve, and we got to get it done quick and easy and professional as we can. And when some motherfucker, <laughs> you know, decides to disrupt this entire environment, we're going to have a problem, you know? It, then eventually when we do tell them off, some people, they don't take it professionally. They take it personally. And once they take it personally, that's when you know they're shit at their job. They don't know how to differentiate personal and business. Yeah. Some people just don't show up to work the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. I can imagine so. though. It could be like negative, like man, man, I, negative and toxic environment, I, man. I had, I had one night, right? It was a Saturday <laughs> night at the hotel. It was, it was busy. I used, to, I used to work at Parramatta Ridges. It was a busy ass night, right? And the head chef lost it at the kitchen hand. So the kitchen hand, his point is he, he washes the dishes all day. Yeah. Man, he lost his shit at the kitchen hand on a busy night and he was the only guy washing our dishes. Understand this. He's a key important figure in that kitchen. You know what he did? He said he was going for a secret. He never came back. <laughs> he never came back. I, I left work fucking like one, 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 one or one thirty that day, man. I was like, what the fuck? You know, I had to clean all the dishes as well. <laughs> you know, because if he's gone, who's going to do the work? We have to do it, you know? And like, it was fucked up. Trust me, words can get to people in the kitchen. Like, it gets to them hard. It sounds fucking toxic, but it sounds like it makes you a man though. You know, it toughens you up. Like, yeah, it does, bro. Like, it sounds you, toxic. You know what? When bro. you say toxic, yeah, that's the right word. That's the uh, perfect word. The kitchen environment is bloody toxic as. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can never imagine myself in there. Man. Uh, a lot of people couldn't trust me. Yeah. 
So that's why I love our chefs are smokers as well, right? Because they want that like. Yeah, they they break. need they need that break. Yeah, you know, the, the stress gets to them like, like uh, some people when they get stressed, you know, they gotta have a stress relief, so they have a cigarette. But then with chefs, a lot of them when they start to rely on it too much, it gets out of hand when they don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> when it gets real busy, they don't have one. Oh man, it's like something turns. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's not good. And it's, it's the only time to go out out of the kitchen too, out of your four. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the that's the only minutes. time. Like we see no sunlight. Imagine that we see no sunlight. The only sunlight we see is on the five minute break we have to have a cigarette and like usually that time is 5.30 when the sun's going down <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck so Norman how was your first day in comparison fuck, to be honest I don't even remember bro it was ages ago yeah like when I walked in and um yeah I was just told the rules of how a kitchen runs and then I was just told that oh you gotta be professional don't take anything seriously but learn as much as you can and yeah, just went from there. What'd you start off as? Like the the one peeling the potatoes or? Nah, I was an apprentice. So like, uh, we will do like- The sweet. one peeling the fucking potatoes. Yeah, nah. <laughs> the, the one washing the veggies. Yeah, that's what we were doing. That's the kitchen hands job, bro. <laughs> yeah, did a bit of like, like peeling onions and that. Yeah. You know, washing veggies, you know, doing all the shit jobs pretty much. Yeah, see, I always had people to do that for me. <laughs> was it tough though? Like, if you don't, you don't remember your first day, but your first week or first month, was it like tough? Yeah, it was quite tough. Tough on the feet as well, because we were standing up for such a long time. Yeah, 100%. I was still wearing my school shoes as well. Because <laughs> oh, I, I didn't get a chance. One from Big W, like $30 ones from Big W, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my black leather shoes yeah, from bro. school. But um, yeah, my feet were hurting. Had cramps in my wrists and shit. Oh, shit. And I was, um, yeah, I had to borrow a knife from home. Because I didn't buy my own knife. <laughs> you have to bring your own knife? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? You buy your own knives, your so, own no, no, you so, so basically, there's knives provided at work. But, but if not. you're using the, those knives, like you're basically cutting onions with a hammer. Those knives are used to destroy stuff. You know, boxes <laughs> or like, if I need to hack into something, that's what those knives are used for. Yeah. As a chef, as a professional, just like any other trade, like, you know, if you're in, if you're in another trade, let's say you're a plumber, you know, you need your tools, you need your equipment, carpenter, yeah. same thing. As a chef, we just need our knives, maybe a pillar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yeah. Pillar. yeah, a pillar. Yeah. Uh, that pillar is fucking sacred too. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many people steal pillars in the kitchen? Bro, it goes missing but all It's a $3 time. pillar and I swear this will start wars. <laughs> it will start wars in the kitchen. Like it will start a rift in the kitchen and no one will come back from it. You know, like it's crazy. But yeah, but you know, as a chef, we need our knives, hundred percent, sharp knives all the time. Do you guys invest in your own like peelers and knives where like it's high quality shit? Like yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Engraved your own initials in there or something. Oh no, like? we engrave our own initials yeah. in there, but nah, like Norman, Norman's more that type of person. Oh, you yeah, have like yeah. solid yeah. knives and yeah. Uh, yeah, I go for like more expensive knives. I look after them. Yeah, and mm. they'll last you for ages. How much yeah. is a knife? Like, what's the most expensive one you bought? Uh, two hundred and fifty. That, that's oh. pretty decent though. That's, yeah, it's that's a, cheap. Yeah, it's, a cheap, it's a very cheap, cheap knife. It's like yeah. a knife you use on a daily. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's okay. a daily knife. But yeah. there's yeah. knives that go up to like five hundred dollars. Yeah, for like um really nice like Japanese yeah. made ones. Yeah, and you might invest in those eventually. Yeah, I, I was thinking of getting one soon, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, he's quite, yeah. he might. <laughs> yeah, me nah, I don't need those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need those. Well, I'm curious, what kind of knife would you recommend just for the everyday home user? I'd go for like a shun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Victoria Knox. Victoria Knox is a yeah. pretty good budget one. How much it's are cheap. they? It's cheap. It's like sixty to hundred. Oh shit! For Victoria Knox, but like honestly, if you're looking to yeah. buy a knife for home, it, the best is to get rid of all your knives and buy a set, a fresh set with a block. Yeah, and it'll stay, it'll stay sharp. Yeah. Victoria Knox, great brand. It's like um, it's like Nike. Never goes wrong. It won't go wrong. Oh, okay, you know what I mean? A Puma. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'll be with shit, man. <laughs> shit, you know how good Victoria Knox is. Nah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> you guys have heaps of stories to tell yeah, about know, chef, right? like, like, chef life, man. Like, oh, believe me. You got to get it out of your system too. Shit, it's a lot. <laughs> Do you have any other interesting tales from the kitchen? Like, what if I... I'm more interested in normal one. Me, honestly, me at work, I try to create these events to happen. <laughs> like, my phone will be uh, Instagram fucking blowing up. Yeah. And, like, with me, I'm going to orchestrate shit to happen. <laughs> you know, because... You, like, you got to make it fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to make it fun. i got to yeah. make it entertaining. Like, everyone at my workplace, my whole team loves it too, you know? Everyone, everyone, like, enjoys it. Every time I see people start getting stressed, you know, bring the laugh in. Yeah. You know? One time, it was summer last year, December. All right, we are working... So I work for Shuka at the Star. <laughs> yeah, and um, come visit, everyone, go visit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah listen to my So what's the restaurant, just for context? Ah, uh, 
So Shuka at the Star is a Japanese-Chinese fusion restaurant. We're a restaurant that's collaborated with Chase Kojima, who is the owner of Sokyo. Uh. And Victor Lung, who is the owner of Lee Fook in Melbourne. Because Sokyo's fine dining is, is yours considered fine dining too? Asian fine dining. Asian fine yeah, dining. Yeah, so just imagine what you would get at a banquet at Bar Luck. Yeah, like 11 course meals. Or something yeah, like we, we do the same thing, but we clean it up hard out. Yeah. You know, we put a lot of our time and effort into it. We clean it up. Oh. A lot. And, with, and it has Asian fusion, uh, Japanese fusion in it too. Yeah, so there's sashimi and stuff yes, too. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh. So, so you got like the best of both worlds. You got like Chinese and like Japanese, you know, little East meets East kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, last year, yeah, last year December, it was hot. Our kitchen has bad air conditioning, right? <laughs> it was bloody hot day. And we work at the pier near the harbour, okay? And where our restaurant is, is located right off the water. So we're on a pier, okay? On Jones Bay Wharf. And so one day I got the great idea. I was like, guys, fuck, it's hot. You guys want to jump in the water? <laughs> On our break? While everyone's eating in the restaurant. You know, all the customers are eating and shit. And yeah, you guys just want to go for a dive into the harbour. The harbour. <laughs> what the fuck who does that? You yeah. know, why? Why? Just why? The fucking sharks. <laughs> all of a sudden, all my boys were like, yeah. I, I, I didn't expect that. I was like, they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I was like, holy shit, this guys are crazy. I'm like, awesome. But did they actually do that? Yeah. We got a picture and everything of it. I think I've ever seen the videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hopped the, uh, we caught Instagram. We hopped, I dove straight into the water. In your uniform? Uh, no, no, it's stripped off. Like literally we were walking <laughs> up to the edge of it and we were stripping our clothes off as we were walking. Did you get skinny dip or just your undies? Uh, no, undies and boom, straight in. And we cooled off instantly. We like, fuck. Because it's that hot, like your yeah, undies was, dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was that hot. We cooled off instantly. We would dry it up and everything. It was that hot. You just leave your undies out in the sun to dry, right? No, no, you wear nice it. Nice and easy. No, no, wear it, wear it. Wear it back to work. Oh, well, if it's hot, it'll be dry in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's one story from work. You does, know? does your like managers or like the size is a strict place? You know, the yeah, yeah, that's, what, that's what we thought too. And then when our, 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 our head chef walked out, we were like, fuck, you know, we're in trouble. He sat down with us, had a, had, had a puff of his vape and started taking pictures for us. What the fuck? Yeah, man, nuts, absolutely nuts. Fuck. Yeah, I, I didn't know any other kitchens has done that. Do you? Nah, bro. Yeah, like I was getting messages from my like my chef mates all all around like city and all that. They were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Who the fuck? What kind of chef jumps in the water during the break? You That's fried cunt!" Fucking luxury, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's a luxury. It's luxury. Seriously, it is luxury. You would never be able to pull that off at any other place because they're like laws and all that. And they'll be like, "Nah, why? It's stupid," you know. But what do we do? I banded the group together. <laughs> <laughs> No, the star is also very like prestigious too. Yeah, yeah like, star is very prestigious. It's not like a one-off small business or whatever. You guys, hundred percent, hundred percent. But this is their crazy, mistake. Bro. This is their mistake. Leaving a bunch of Asians by themselves to run a restaurant without any supervision. That's their mistake. Can I hear this? Shit. Huh? Huh? Can I hear this? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why, why not? not I don't why know. Not? <laughs> why not? What if, what if they find out? Then? Who knows? Maybe the star. Let them in. find out. I posted this on Instagram, star. You guys should have known this and should have spoke to me about this. <laughs> <laughs> No, give us your best or craziest story then. The only thing that comes to mind is opening team. We are opening a, a restaurant called St. George in Chippendale. Okay. <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going. a restaurant called St. George. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, the head chef was this short, chubby little um, Filipino kid. And then the sous chef, which is the second in command, was like this scrawny little um, South, South American bloke. They got into an argument and I thought they were going to start throwing punches. That I thought they were going to have a, an actual fight in the kitchen. The the short little fellow kid, uh, who was the head chef. What is funny about that? No, short fellow kid, but he's the head chef. And he's a kid as I was young. So it's yeah, it's like mid-twenties? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, he was like, let's, let's step outside. I'll fucking, I'll punch your head in. <laughs> Let's, let's have a fight outside. Meet me outside. And then everyone else in the kitchen was like trying to hold him back. We were like, what the fuck's going on? They were fighting over something very small. I don't remember what it was, but it was tiny. All right, I bet you I and know. Then, and then um, the, the bartender, he's like this white bloke from like Newtown. He's pretty chill. He's yeah. just standing there polishing glasses. Like, what the fuck's happening, bro? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? It's only day two of opening yeah. the kitchen. And um, yeah, they're, they're going to go. Have a punch on outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, restaurants can be wild, especially the independent ones. So like where he worked, yeah. they're not owned by big companies like Star or any other group or Crown, you know. They're, they're, they're by themselves. So like... You see the boss and stuff. Yeah, yeah you see the boss. Yeah. You know, you see basically everyone who has a hand in that place, you see all of them. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, so accountants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so that that kind of like that kind of shit, like fighting each other in the restaurant, you can get away with it. You can just slip it on the rug, you yeah. know. But as star, you're fucked. You're gone. Mm. You know, that shit goes down. You're either getting fired, terminated, or cops are coming, criminal records, something is gonna happen. Wait, I'm on the edge of my seat. Did they actually fight? Nah, they didn't. <laughs> you didn't have the balls, bro. <laughs> I was just, just talking all yeah, talk. It was just all it's talk. All talk. It was all I bet you I know what they were fighting over. I bet you he didn't. He didn't label the. I bet you he didn't label the container of fucking sauce. <laughs> he didn't put the right fucking month on it. I bet you. <laughs> Trust me, chefs have lost it for, fuck the mini, the most minuscule things, the most sauce. minuscule. Things. Yeah, because like you're always on edge already. Yeah, 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 Like explode. Bro. And, and what's crazy is. When in the kitchen is normal, it's completely normal to look at people and see that they're on edge, like on their face. It's written all over yeah. their face. They're like they look nervous. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're always on edge or something, bro. You know, and then one little tip, you know, they get fucked. They lose their mind. It, it's absolute insanity. One time, I pissed off my, <laughs> I pissed off my executive chef once. Right, back when I used to work at LCC, so I was working for this uh, chef, great chef named Gary Schofield, right? So I was working one day and I pissed him off. Like, like I just, I just. Pushing his buttons, I was just being a smart ass to him. You know, me and him have a great relationship though, but I didn't know that day he had a bad day, like personal issues, you know. Bro, he was a crackhead, wasn't he? No, 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 like that was the other one. The other guy was he, bro, he died. You know? Oh, fuck. shit. Yeah, 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 crazy. Yeah, fuck. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> he, yeah. died, he died two weeks ago. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, co- co- COVID? <laughs> no, no, no COVID related to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was like, like, no, not the crackhead one, but right, the, yeah. the one, you remember the one that taught me? The one that actually, like, you know, fucking got yeah, me to yeah. become a chef. Yeah. So I pissed him off one day. I was just being complete smart ass, right? And he goes, like, and I thought, you know, he's just gonna joke around me. He goes, Yeah, you think you're a little fucking smart cunt? Come over here. So I walked over, you know, I was expecting the worst. This guy gives me a toothbrush. I looked at the toothbrush. I was terrified. I was fucking petrified. You know why? Why the fuck would he give me a toothbrush? <laughs> We're in the kitchen. What does that even mean? Uh, no, 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 but that's, that's the first question I asked myself. I was like, why, why would you give me a toothbrush? Like, you know, I'm in the kitchen. He goes, he looks down on the floor. And I'm like, oh. I stared down on the floor. He goes, clean the tiles. Oh, fuck. I was like, no. He was like, get the caustic chemicals we used to clean the oven and start scrubbing the tiles. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you want to be a smart ass all day? I was like, but I got my work done. <laughs> he was like, I don't care. He's like, you know, you had a shit there. I don't care. He's like, you better get scrubbing. Got down on my knees. <laughs> oh, shit. Just as I hit the tile, he's like, get up. Junior, get the fuck up. I got up. He looks at me. He goes, "Can you not piss me off on a bad day, please?" I'm like, "Oh, sorry, chef." <laughs> oh, shit. oh I was this close to cleaning fucking the tiles of the kitchen. But you, like, you were going to, like, you were going to. Yeah, man, that's it. He, he just humiliated, humiliated. Yeah, you bro, bro, like, bro, you have to, brother. Head chef's word. Chef's word. Yeah. Everyone understand is the go. Oh shit. He says one thing, but if he tells you to jump, you ask him how high. That's <laughs> it. You don't fucking question him. You ask him how high you want you. It's like the military. In the kitchen is like it's similar, yeah. like the military. We got, a, or we got like a hierarchy going. A, yeah. a perfectly laid out French hierarchy, okay? Like it's laid out like phenomenally. Yeah. We use it to our advantage. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like if you don't respect that hierarchy in the kitchen and you don't follow it, it's gonna break the whole structure and then the kitchen won't operate properly yeah you know what i mean so if i start talking back to the head chef and then the rest of the team sees it you know oh let's say i'm below him you know i don't have the experience he does nothing but i start talking back to him and he lets me what do you reckon the the team's gonna think they're gonna do the same too yeah yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna listen to him they're gonna find it like oh yeah we can defy him when we want when we need it we can defy him and what happens no one's gonna listen in the kitchen and then what happens you're gonna burn all your food and what happens someone's gonna die Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so yeah, like like you know, you're shocked as I am. You're like, fuck. So you actually gonna clean? Yeah, I was fucking. I was actually gonna clean it. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. I was actually gonna clean it. You know, I didn't believe myself too. I got up. I was like, shit, Junior, you got on your knees, man. Uh, you don't get your knees out for anybody, <laughs> yeah, bro. For like, nobody. Yeah. For fucking nobody. Except a chef. <laughs> what would you say to people that are thinking of becoming a chef? Like, if it's their dream, like, would you say chase it though? After all, you've been through that. Don't do it. You'll say don't really? do it. Really? No jokes, no. If you're not me or Norman, don't do it. <laughs> if you're not as good as us, all right, fucking step the fuck back. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, if you're going to become a chef, you really, really do have to enjoy doing it. And like Norman says, you have to have a thick skin. Yeah. The thick skin is probably like... More important than knowing how to th- cook. That's, a, that's like a prerequisite going into this, having a thick skin. You know, you can't you can't let them get to you. Once they get to you and you, you kind of buck under the pressure then they'll just pick on you. They literally, we will poke you. If we see yourself, we will poke you like with words verbally as hard as we can until you start breaking. 
because you know why we do that? We don't do that. Okay, yeah, it is fun. Okay, we do <laughs> we do that because yeah, it is fun. Entertain yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I fuck it. I take so much enjoyment out of it. Okay, but at the same time, okay, you might not believe me, but it strengthens their character. When I'm giving them shit, because okay, usually while we're prepping, so we have a lot of time, you know, we're prepping as, a, as you know, we're prepping ingredients and everything. If I'm giving you shit during that time and you're not able to handle it, how are you able to handle six, seven orders within the two hours of service we had? People are waiting. I'm screaming at you and you're not delivering what I need. Okay. And then you all of a sudden break down, cry and go home. And now there's no one running your section and I'm fucked. You know, we don't need that. So before you step into the line with us, we train you up, we poke you. You know, we keep poking, poking, poking. We fucking get sticks. We stab you with it. And then we fucking start burning you with lighters. What? Yeah, yeah, you know, like me- metaphorically. Metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> metaphorically. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know what happens in there, bro. Yeah, you don't know what happens there. I- I- I've literally, I- I've I've threw water in the fryer for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've thrown an ice cube in the fryer. Oh, yeah, yeah, throw an ice cube. Ice like, cube. Yeah. It starts spitting. It starts spitting like crazy. When water hits hot oil, it starts spitting like crazy. You know, water and oil doesn't mix already. Oh, so yeah. So think about 170 degree oil. Minus two degree ice, it's gonna be a perfect combination for a fucking disaster. Seriously, you know, you know, sometimes I remember. <laughs> See, he's always looking at me, he fucking knows. We get to up to so much shit in the kitchen. Apprentices, we give them mediocre jobs, you know, because they need to learn. For example, pre frying chicken for service. Man, I see guys, they take their sweet ass time frying chicken, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they take their time dropping it in, letting it fry one by one, you know, yeah. and you just look at it and you're just thinking. This can be done faster. Why isn't he maximizing his time? You know, his efficiency. Why? Yeah. So you get frustrated, but you don't want to talk to him because he's going to piss you off. So you grab a few ice cubes and you fucking start pegging into the fryer. <laughs> <laughs> so then he, he catches attention and he asks you why you're doing it. And you go, yeah, why? See, I'm stupid for doing this. You're stupid for doing that. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's yeah, there's so many stories from. But every work. trust me, every day working is a story. There's always at least a st- just something happens within the day. Yeah. Like sometimes when the day goes too quiet, we bet on something to happen. We stand, <laughs> we stand there. We're like, "Fuck, no one's getting told off. Why? 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 Why is no twenty eight bucks says next ten minutes, Kennedy's gonna get told off. Eight and a half minutes later, oi, here we go. <laughs> it's like a little Mario game. <laughs> That's intense, man. It sounds like it's like not everybody can be a chef, man. Not everybody. Like everyone loves to cook. You know, you see people like make having their own small, I don't know, baking businesses or whatever yeah. it is and like on Instagram these days. But no one can be an actual chef these days, right? Yeah, those home cooks, you know, yeah. looking down at us. Yeah, or like but... they make their um, meal prep oh, their really? own things and they yeah, sell it. They think that they're pretty good at cooking because they, they, they make one or two meals at or, home a yeah, week. Yeah, they meal prep, they but, post on Instagram. Yeah, they can't do it five days a week, like yeah. 12 hours a day, bro. The difference between <laughs> a housewife and a chef is that we run service, they don't. Anyone can cook. Yeah. Anyone who has a knack for food, okay, who, who has a... Like a foodie, good, yeah. Yeah, a foodie or who has a keen eye for observation, has a bit of knowledge of food, they will be able to cook. You give them time, they'll be able to cook. If I told them, make a croissant and they took five days... Regardless, at the end of it, they made it. They made it well, but they made it. True? Yeah, yeah. But as a chef, you got a time limit on you. Yeah. You don't meet the time limit or even earlier, you're fucked. Yeah, time you know? limit and you got to make like 10 at the same time. Ten. Yeah. And you got to match the quality as well, yeah. right? 10. <laughs> Are you sure, Ted? I've, I've been stuck in moments where I've made like 501 go, man. <laughs> 10. <laughs> 10, my fucking ass. You works at a factory, that's Yeah, right. I used to work at a factory. Like a cooking hell. factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's like an assembly line? No, no, you guys know that um the ice rink LCC. Yeah, LCC. Yeah, where we'll the ice rink up. is. Yeah, 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 I used to work for that club. So oh, that was your first apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did my apprenticeship there, and we did functions bistro and a la carte. Yeah. Oh. So I ran around all three sections, and like Norman said, I was a fucking I was working in a fa- in a factory. <laughs> yeah, man. Think about it. A wedding, I'd have eight hundred people, Shit. and I'd be doing that with one other person. Yeah. One other person. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I can confidently say, because I've done it as well, I've done it as well. Four thousand people, I could do it with two other people. We give us enough time and preparation. On the day, we will be able to feed four thousand people probably with three people. Yeah. Do you have hey. a lot of equipment? Huh? Of course, bro. Industrial equipment, shit that will fucking yeah. take down the world. I mean, like how many fries do you have in that place? Oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Two's enough. Believe me. Two's enough. For you know, like 800 guests. Yeah, it's enough. You, you, ti- you Timing. You have, you know, immaculate timing. You know the amount you need and everything. Bro, nothing should go wrong. Yeah, you got like the ovens n- and stuff. You should know, Tung. The numbers never lie. 
Numbers never lie. You get the numbers right, they never lie. If I got four thousand guests coming in, you know, if I if uh, if I know each guest is getting a steak, a portion of steak is two hundred grams average. Two hundred times two hundred grams times so zero point two times four thousand, and that's how much steak I'm getting. I'll, I'll probably add a quarter of that on top just in case I have extra arrivals or something. You know, being a chef, you need a lot of time management. You need to be able to have quick quick decision making. You need to be able, this is the worst one too, you need to be able to work under pressure. Fuck, oh man, I've seen people break under pressure. It's the best. I love it. I fucking love people cry, break on their knees sometimes. Fuck, I love it. Like, like just full-grown men crying as well, not just like... No, nah, full-grown men, they usually like hit something yeah, yeah. and tear up and then leave the room. Because they don't want to be seen crying. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to be seen crying. But like the, the girls or something would start like, crying a bit more. Girl, girls, I've seen, I've seen plenty of girls literally like on the spot break down onto their knees after the head chef has told them off. Shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah and like I just walk past them and tell them, honey, this is not the job for you. Yeah. Seriously, I'm sorry. Like, this is not the job for you. If you can't handle this, then you're in the wrong occupation. <laughs> and that goes with any, everyone, really. Yeah, you know what? It does go with everyone, but think about it. If someone worked in an office job and they were shit, you have honestly, you have a bit more time to improve. There's you always do. like coaching. Yeah, or yeah, like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. It's not a sense of it's not a case of coaching, but it's what the job requires. You know, if you need someone to learn how to say be a receptionist, so they got to know how to work the computer. Teach this person, this kid, how to work Microsoft Word and all that. You know, all that shit. You can with the office job, you, like you know, you can take your time. There's no demand. There's no demand standing in front of you. But as a chef, we've got ten customers waiting for something. You know, so if you're not up to par and you can't make it in enough time, then you're useless for the job. You know, so I'm sorry. Like being a chef, you have to be straight about it. If they're useless, they're fucking useless. I'm sorry. You know, you don't want to be called useless. Get better. So how do you improve that if you're just an apprentice or you just started? Like you have to figure that out yourself. Brother, can can we, you tell shit away though? If someone's look, used to like, the walk look, usually, in for the first time? Usually a kid would come into his apprenticeship when he's 15. Like if he decided to take it upon himself. So he would like leave school, start when he's 15. If a 15 year old kid walked into the kitchen, I wouldn't give him a hard, that much of a hard time. You know, he doesn't go to school anymore. He decided to take this on as a career. He's not even an, an adult yet. Still got three solid years left till he's grown up, you know? I will guide that kid. You know, this is not unfair, but I'll guide that kid. I'll, t- I'll teach him. I won't be so rough on him. If he fucks up really hard purposely, yeah, oh, you know, I'll give him a good beating down, you know, with my words. But other than that, he's not going to deserve it. But think about it, 18, 19 or 20 plus year old walks into the kitchen and you give him time, like you give him a month to improve and they don't improve, then what the fuck am I meant to do? You're a grown adult. You should know responsibility. You need to know urgency if you're going to be in this, in, in this occupation. So get your shit together. If you can't, leave. That's what we got told all the time. You don't like it, leave. We always heard that. I always heard that in, in all the jobs. You don't like it, leave. Yeah, hand in your resignation. Yeah, hand in your resignation and leave. We'll pay you your annual leave and your sick days. Goodbye. That's how easy it is as a chef. We can toss you and find another one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's all depending on how good your capabilities are. And like I said, anyone can cook, but it's how everything, like all their skills combined together makes you that one chef, you know? Yeah. For me, if you're able to listen, you got good enough knife skills and you have some dedication to the job, you have some passion for it, but you're set. You're pretty much set. You know, you're not going to fuck up. You can't. How can you? Unless you're like the shit is kind of live. You know, <laughs> you got all the requirements for it, bro. Honestly, like if you're passionate means you're focused. Okay. If I see that you're focused and that you are trying, okay, I can't have give you a bad time. You're trying, brother, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. But then you got some other people, you give them time. They fuck up. You help them. You try to be as soft as you can. They still fuck up. Fuck. <laughs> how, do, how do you work with that? <laughs> all right, fuck. I think we should uh, move on from all these stories, man. Well, then I'll go question then. Like, since you guys are all, like, you want to be, you guys are chefs and you guys have a big passion for being a chef, right? Is there like an end goal then? What's your like end goal? Like, do you guys plan on being a head chef and opening your own restaurant one day? Do you guys plan on working together, together and causing fucking trouble? <laughs> or what? Like, What's the end goal? That's a good question. Um, yeah, Junior and I, we, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully work with each other in the future, and um, see how it goes. And if I like, hopefully we can run a restaurant together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's the plan. Then open up a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Right now we're just trying to get our skills up to par, so others can't talk shit to us. Yeah. So you have the right to talk shit to others yes, eventually, right? Yes, hundred yeah. percent. You know, can't we? Honestly, we like we thought about opening up a restaurant, like as of now but realistically we need more skills you know you have to be real to yourself we need more skills we need a bit more time you know we need to learn a bit more get our head into it 
And when the time comes, then we'll, you know, then we'll decide to open up one. And hopefully we can work together. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> what kind of restaurant would you guys Yeah, what, what cuisine? Though? Honestly, yeah. Wait, come the time. Yeah, you come decide, the time yeah. you have to decide. You can't, you, you can't go into this yeah. planning, honestly, with the cuisine. Because trends and everything, you know, they're very... It's always changing. It's always changing. Yeah. Not yeah. sure what to do yet. You know, right now, right now, like just say, French food is the shit. I don't know Vietnamese food is the shit. But, you know? Man, it sounds like you guys are at least thought about it and like grounded at least i think you guys, oh, have, been, yeah, you guys have been humbled enough by your head chefs enough to know that you guys yeah, have yeah, shit yeah, right yeah, now yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah it sounds like that we've got them told off enough to be humble now yeah. and, and finally be real with our skills you know yeah, yeah that's good shit. 100%, 100%. i think we should have norman chat a bit more yeah hard <laughs> norman get in this kind of dominated it a little with his was there a point in your career where you just you felt like you wanted to stop being a chef maybe the pressure got to you yeah definitely um i just didn't realize how much work goes into being a chef i thought you just rock up do a bit of cooking and get home <laughs> <laughs> put a bit of salt and pepper in yeah, a bit of salt and pepper you know salt bay this and that but nah like we have to come in really early like an hour before our shift or half an hour would um pack away deliveries you know prep the veg you know prep the meat so it's like hard work to like not just cooking it so yeah, much yeah like mm. it comes in as like raw ingredients yeah. like it's not pre-cooked unless you work where junior works but, wait do, um, you, do you get whoa what the fuck <laughs> is going on here uh, it's like he's a better chef than Norman no, man. Norman's a better chef no, right? no, no, kidding. Um, but you no. know what <laughs> Norman is the better chef no, honestly. No, okay. honestly speaking cooking wise Norman is no, the better no, no. chef I know that no, I'm pr- I'm a chef. you're just a more fun chef right uh, <laughs> more fun no no I need him in my kitchen to run, just, run run, my boys man I'm just a shit kicker bro anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah we come in we've got like a time limit before our service starts so like we gotta get everything ready do you get paid for coming in early no. that one hour no 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 we what is that illegal no, it's not. No, but I took I took my own initiative to come in early. Yeah, but you gotta understand, like yeah. that's the difference between, like an office job or something. No, even not even office. You know what? Now think about it. Even yeah. with a trade job, like as a construction worker, they wouldn't even do this. Yeah. Now think about our occupation compared to every other occupation. We're the only ones that come in and live late without getting paid for hours. Yeah. If you work nine to five, you're getting paid nine to five. Some people rock up early because they have to get to work early or something. Yeah, I understand. But us, we would rock up an hour, two hours early to get ahead for the day. Leave an hour, two hours late, and still not get paid for those hours that we came in early or stayed late. Yeah, um, I can. Yeah, like wow. I think we just have different mindsets being yeah. in like white collar work. Yeah, for me yeah. it's just like you know I just go there, get paid, and I leave. And I yeah, but really... you can understand why your environment is so chill though. You know, yeah, like, you guys got set hours. Walk in, do your work, leave. Yeah, for us, think about it. Honestly speaking, like, okay, not not for me so as much. I don't mind coming in like, the same as Norman. We don't mind coming early or leaving late. You know, that's our career now. It's our job. That's why we're good at what we do. It's our profession. You know, but like some people, like apprentices, you know, apprentices, you get them to stay even half an hour more. They'll wind like little girls straight out. They'll start yeah. crying. I've had an apprentice ask me, "Do I get paid extra?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they start <laughs> yeah. asking us. Like, what do you say to that? Just, Fuck no. Fuck no, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, yeah. You know, everyone has the right to ask that. Yeah. But as a chef. You're a fucking stupid cunt for asking that. Yeah. You're stupid. You're ridiculous. <laughs> seriously, like oh, like you see, they muster up as much courage as they can. And they, they walk, shut down, right? Yeah, yeah. They walk up to us. Oh, um, excuse me, chef. I started two hours early today. Am I getting paid? Uh, I saw you walk in two hours late. If anything, <laughs> <laughs> judging by the work you were doing, mate. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, man. No, they don't. You're not gonna. No, you don't get paid for that nah. shit. Uh, some places, you know what? No, no. Where I used to work. Norman did a lot of that. Where I used to work, I demanded my pay. So if they, they go, come in early, I'll go, am I getting paid? <laughs> like, I'm not coming early if I'm not getting paid. They go like, oh yeah, you're getting paid. Okay. So if I leave late, I'll clock out late. Am I getting paid for those hours? Yes, you are. Okay, thank you. You know, then I'll, I'll do it. I'll take it upon myself to, yeah, I'll come work hard, you know, before hours, after hours, I don't mind. Norman though, he's, that's why he's a better chef than me. He took it upon himself. To stay back. Oh, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Yeah. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> and also you work in the city and, you know, it's like, a, for those who don't know, like it's an hour train ride or whatever, you know, yeah. like an hour drive and yeah. train ride. So it's a very long day, right? Like yeah. very the long. commute to work is an hour. And that's the, tragic. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's two and from You know what? That, that, that is another difference between me and Norman as chefs. His determination, I reckon, was higher than mine. In our apprenticeships, he took it upon himself to go to the city. You were at LCC. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. No, because I thought about it way before that because he went there pursuing his skill. He knew he needed skill and then he walked into the city to find that skill. He got that. I remember when I finished my first year, he finished his second. He was ways ahead of me, you know? And I understand why. It's because of the environment he was in. So he took it upon himself 
bro, well, you used to start work 10 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, finish at 12. Yeah, finish at 12. <laughs> Hour train ride back. Yeah, yeah. Get home. Not yeah. even, probably like, okay, so think about this. Finish at 12, get back to Cabra, say, 115. Yeah. Okay, 115, walks home, goes to sleep, wakes up six or five hours later to go back to, to do exactly the same thing. And yeah. to come early to yeah. not get paid for that, do you? Yeah. Yes. Sometimes you do yeah. a double shift and oh, bro, doubles. it doubles, bro. That's like 9 a.m. till like, or it could be 8 a.m. till close, which is 11 p.m. to midnight. Yeah. And then uh, tomorrow you have to wake up for an early shift and then you, you only get like five hours sleep, four hours sleep because of commuting time. Shit. How do you guys have enough time to just do your own thing? I guess. Oh, just on my days off, you know. We get plastered on our days off. <laughs> do you guys like get two days off one day? Um, uh, depends if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, where I'm working, uh, we get three days off. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, yeah. same, same, same either. Yeah. yeah, not too bad. But you got, but you do long shifts like yeah, twelve hour yeah. days. But in those four days, we do heaps. heaps yeah. Hours, yeah. So me right now, I'm doing four days a week, twelve hours a day, forty-eight hour weeks. Yeah. yeah. So twelve to twelve. We we off during the quarantine as well, the lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my my restaurant's still closed right now. Yeah, yeah. Are oh, you still getting paid, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh no, you know what? I just got stood up again. So since so you only get the job keeper if you get stood down. You know what I mean? So you still have the job, but you're not working. So that's how you got job keeper, which, right. I, which is what I was getting. I wasn't getting sent anywhere. It's just job keeper. But now I got stood up, so I got to use my sick days right now and all that my annual leave so I can get paid. What? That's, yeah. Isn't that's that unfair. legal? No, it's not legal. It's just how it works. No, 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 no. Like, they offered me work again, though. You know what I mean? Like, I could be working back at the start right now. But I had my surgery last week, so took a month off. Extra holiday. What surgery did you get? Nah, nah, nah. I always see your stories. Nah, nah, nah. Privates, privates, privates. Don't let Norman fucking infestate you guys. I always see stories at the hospital. You're always at the hospital. You're always at the hospital. You're getting the COVID test. What's going on, bro? You're a rat. I didn't say anything. Everybody, I don't have COVID. Okay, let's keep that in mind. I did come back from Vietnam. But I don't have COVID. That was before the hotel quarantine? Yeah, yeah, way before that. Yeah. I feel like Junior's been talking more than Norman. So. It's fine. Way more. Yeah, we need to yeah, yeah, balance a little more. Yeah, we need Norman to Norman. start talking. I'm just here for support. Let's talk about like bullying. Because like you were kind of a bully in high school. Like you both were bullies in different ways. I think like... To me like this is like correct me if I'm wrong but to me like you're more like physical. Like you, you bash people. Yeah, you just Straight like... Straight the fuck out. Yeah, you slap people in. But Norman like... Very like we were like really good friends in high school yeah, too. Yeah. Like you would like sort of like psychologically manipulate people. Like yeah. I don't name names. Like, <laughs> and you know what? Now that you say that, hey, you did. Hey. Yeah, you're you're, um, you're like you're you're for the worst kind of bully. I'll be more scared of you. That's probably why you guys fit so well in in kitchens. Yeah, so yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, so like you guys were bullies like, in different ways. Like you weren't very violent, Norman, for example. Yeah. But like you, uh, you, you bullied a lot of people, man. Yeah. Like I did talk a lot of shit. Yeah, you talked a lot of shit. You teased people like hard. You yeah. know. <laughs> I remember like. I don't know who, who had, like you guys were calling me Squinty like <laughs> longest night like right. and we we're mates too and you still like teasing yeah. like but that, that like I took I'd, I, like, I'd like to apologize for that I took that lightly but like there's other people that you really bullied and I don't yeah. want their names <laughs> so how do you, how do you know, feel about bro. it now I don't know it was a bit you know now that I've matured. I feel like that was a little bit inappropriate and, you know, just a bit silly. All right, for, but, for, for the record, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. I bullied the bullies. That's what I did for the boys, man. Yeah, <laughs> Straight yeah, out. Yeah. In, in primary school, in high school, that's what I did. I was the bully for the boys. Like, if my boys were getting bullied, I'm going to bully the bully. That's the fun part. You know, <laughs> stepping on someone bigger than you. <laughs> I don't know why, but now I look back at it when, as a grown adult. I had a pretty good eye as a kid because as a kid, like, you know, you, you tend to be a bit reckless about that kind of shit. But I remember when I used to see them, I used to walk up and say, hello, how's your day? Yeah. I ne- I, the way I treated them, I wouldn't even treat my own friends. Yeah. It was fucking weird, man. Legit, it was so weird. I treated them like, yeah, as if they were a bit of a stranger, but I treated them with sincerity, you know? Yeah. With my friends, I didn't give a fuck. I could not care less. <laughs> Bro, that's why this guy, do, do you guys know, this guy was school captain of a couple of... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was school, school no captain, way. bro. Can you believe it? He beat what? me to it. You know, I flied as well. And then he beat me to it. This guy's popping up. Bro, I remember one time, one of the boys, I didn't even know what one of these kids do, you know? And I just heard it from one of my mates. He goes, oh, one of these guys in our year got cheated by one of the guys above us in, you know, you remember flips? Remember flips with <laughs> yeah, yeah, cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got cheated. He got, this is in primary school. He goes, oh, he got cheated. Bro, I remember I heard that. It was like, I didn't even know the guy. 
He was just in our grade. He goes, oh, he's in your year. But the second he said that, I ran up to the guy and I smacked him. <laughs> I thought I'd give back the cards. <laughs> they cheat. <laughs> That's how it works, bro. Oh, bro. I, I, either you stop cheating or I'm going to fucking cheat on you. Yeah. <laughs> You're a different kind of bully, bro. Yeah, straight up, bro. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. You don't regret it? No. Nah, man. But I used to see, literally, I used to see people get out of hand with the bully. Even in high school at Fairfield, people used to get out of hand with it, bro. And like, it's not right. You know, that could like, bro, don't you got anything better to do? Bro, I was never the type of bully that just like walked up to someone and just fucking gave him shit out of nowhere. Give me your money, yo, Yeah, right. give me your money, bro. I don't need your money, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I want money, I'll go steal off the bigger guy. He probably has more money than you. <laughs> you know, I was that type of person. But like, nah, I wouldn't bully the weak. Fuck that. That's what Norman does. No, I don't. You're yeah, fucking, you do. Fuck <laughs> off, bro. Hey, yeah, I saw not, you. You're that, you're that type of bully, though. Bro, there was, one, there was one day in English, you and me tormented Harry. <laughs> He was so angry and it was so fucking like sad. Because <laughs> we were born, bro. No, it's got Harry picked the fight with us. Did he? He I tried to talk. He tried to remember what he said to you, but. bro. He said your stomach was an armrest. Bro, that was Jason Law. Was it Jason Law? Oh my! Oh no, no, but Harry, um, he kept saying it. Yeah, too, I remember yeah. Harry kept saying it. He, Harry brought it up to me, and I looked at. I remember we know he's next to each other. I look to the left and Norman's sitting there with his arms on his stomach. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Even I wasn't bad enough to do that. <laughs> so after high school, you went straight to college, right? Mm-hmm. And then you were there for what, one so, semester? One semester, yep. Yeah. And did you go straight to being a chef after? Yeah, straight out? after. Right after I went straight to being a chef. But before that... Leading up to that, I worked a lot of jobs. I started working when I was like 14, nine months. Mm. Started working at KFC. After that, I went to Kmart. It worked in retail for a bit. Hate retail. Wow. That's how I knew I couldn't do front of housework. Couldn't be a button. I couldn't be a waiter because I couldn't deal with people. It was just stupid. It's just so stupid. After that, I worked at Green Peppercorn as a kitchen hand. So, you know, I was you know learning veggies, how to cut, cut them and all that. Last job was at Woolies. Mm. Woolies at Cabra, yeah, yeah. in year 11. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah, yeah. She have been through a lot of jobs, and it was just year eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So from so from year nine, ten, eleven, I was working a lot, and then once I hit college, I stopped working, hopped on the dole. Then after that, I was like, I hated college so much. I hated studying because I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> just all because yeah. like think about it. We all studied our lives, and we want to get that degree, that diploma, whatever that certificate is, to attain a job to make money. When we could have just tossed that aside and made money straight away. Uh, or which in case what I did, like it's personal preference, but that's what I did, you know. I wanted the money then and there for, for the efforts that I put in. Sitting at uni, to me, I saw it as pointless because I wasn't getting anywhere. Yeah, and you got in debt. Yeah, and I, and I ended up paying, oh, bro. That debt, I hate that hex feet. So, so you're at Woolworths and then you were there for a while? Yeah, I was there for like about, to the end of year 11. Yeah, from beginning year 11 to the end of year 11. A girl, you guys remember Kerry, Anna, and that? Yeah, Anna. Yeah, yeah when there. they used to work there. And Renee, yeah, yeah, yeah. They hooked me up with the job. All right. Yeah, they, so they hooked me up with the job. Worked there. After working there, I realized, like, yeah, you know, fuck retail. Yeah, straight out. Yeah, straight out. I hated retail. After that, I knew I hated retail, so I stopped from there. And then I knew hospitality was my thing. I really loved hospitality. Then after that, it was history. Became a chef. Became a chef. Became a chef. Became a chef. Yeah. What about your um the other darker chapters? Did you want to talk about that or no? My darker chapters. Did you dabble in some bad shit? <laughs> can we talk about that or? Uh, I did a. I can still do a lot of drugs. <laughs> no, I used to do you know like everyone you know we grow up we start experimenting we get curious and shit you know I did a fair bit of drugs growing up, partied a lot, hung around the wrong crowd you know. Got in fights. Normal, normal stupid shit you do growing up. But other than that, nah. Once I turned, once I turned around nineteen, twenty, I cleaned up. I had to clean up because I knew I was like, man, if I kept leading this kind of life, I couldn't bear the disappointment on my mother's face. Mm. If I was to ever, something was ever to go wrong, you know, with me being in jail or something, I couldn't bear the disappointment on my mother's face. So then I had to let go of it, like that kind of life. But letting go of it was hard too because I loved her so much. You know, but then at the same time, I realized come everything good, come something bad. With all of that, with all that partying, all that, you know, glory and all that. At the end of that, I knew if uh, something was waiting for me around the corner. Yeah. You know, something bad was really waiting for me. You know, you can't 
go through life not experiencing hardship for that long. Yeah. Without hardship, like looking for you after, you know? Yeah. But then after that, became a chef. You had to clean up to become a chef too because like it was hard work. No, right? no, no, not necessarily. No, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> They've had it hard no, as well. No. I only, but honestly, I only cleaned up a year and a half into my apprenticeship. Then I cleaned up. That's when I realized I, I, I needed to focus on becoming a chef and everything, you know? Mm. But before that, man, I was working as a apprentice still, you know, still doing the same thing, just with a lot more money, mm. you know? But even then I realized when I started getting paid for work, like as an adult, especially, I started getting paid. If it, it was a really good feeling. Mm. It was a very satisfying feeling. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I got them paid growing up as a kid, working in different occupations, but this was different. Like I finally understood as an adult, working hard the whole week and then getting that pay was very satisfying. You know, I worked hard for this. Yeah. I deserved this. Mm. And then everything I did before that and all the money I had, I realized it was too easy to get and I didn't deserve it. And so all I did with that money was I gambled. Yeah. Seriously, I gambled all yeah. that money. Yeah. Cause I didn't have I didn't I didn't think twice about it because I knew this is easy money. I can get it again. I can get it again. I can get it again. Now you respect money, yeah. Yeah, now I respect money. I value money now, you know. Now that I value it, it has put a great importance in my life. Mm. You know, so it was, it's made me grow up a fair bit as well. You know? Yeah. What's what I really respect about your story is that it's it might not be easy transitioning from... Oh, no, no, it wasn't. No way. I got, having, man, I, I had a lot of things said to me. Man, I, I was ridiculed a lot as well. And you know what? During that time, I became a Muslim. You know, right when I when I left that life, I, I I decided to become a Muslim myself, and that's what really pushed me. Being think about it, being a Vietnamese Muslim in Cabramatta, imagine yeah, it's that. not common. It's not common at all. I, like, I don't know yeah, anyone know. that's like that. But you see, when I say that to people, they look at me different, and now and I got to bear that. I got to bear that look on my, that look on their face. But I don't mind. You know, now before I would have minded, honestly. Before I would have said something or done something, now I brush it aside because I don't I don't care. I did I did myself a favor, not them. You know. What did your parents say when you um, converted? Yeah, my mom still doesn't believe me. My dad, will, <laughs> my dad, my dad will roll into his grave and never know. <laughs> but my, my my mother still doesn't believe me. Yeah, yeah. So you know, all fun. You know, she ne- she never cooks pork at home. Yeah, the car, guy big the car, the car the ma ma go anday yeah, hong hong nao do, big that's a hong anday hong ang. You put that in, people understand. All right, well, I have to translate it, so it's pretty much like if you can't eat. Car or braised, whatever the name is, I keep forgetting the English equivalent of it. I totally forgot what I said just then already. Sorry, I said it in view. Just cut it. That's why this is for our Viet listeners. When his parents cook like caramelized pork, you can't eat it pretty much. It's not that I can't, I just don't. You don't, (laughs) I just don't. But you don't drink as well now, or Mm -hmm. I still drink. Yeah. Yeah, I still drink. Very rarely, though, I very I cut down on it hard. Yeah, you know, like it's very rare you see me drinking. You like, like you don't drink like after work for because sh- no, stressful no, and stuff, no, not but... at all. I don't drink after work at all. Yeah, because alcohol, like that was the one thing I realized did affect my working capabilities. Yeah. Was alcohol? Uh. I'm not drinking on the job, obviously. Drinking on the job, if anything, gives you special powers. <laughs> but <laughs> but like rocking it up to work after like a hangover or yeah. something, it was like one of the worst feelings. Uh, you don't as well. You don't rock up to work hang- hungover. You oh no, he does. Yeah. He does. Uh, you yeah, drink a lot. Like he no, does. No, he no, does. You drink a lot. Yeah, I remember one time when I was hungover, I went to work. We were cooking some um, potatoes in a fry pan. <laughs> and then I was just watching it burn. I just stood there watching it burn, bro. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, you know what's going on? Yeah, I was I was not bothered, bro. I just wanted to go home. <laughs> yeah, there's and, been, there's yeah, been so many of those moments. We used to um, drink at work sometimes too. There's like bottles of like cooking wine and <laughs> absinthe. Absinthe. Yeah, 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 yeah. We would take sips of it. And then uh, we'd get hammered at work and just start cooking. And the head chef would be like, who's been using up all the absinthe? And then he started marking the bottles with a sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> we would drink it and we would fill it up with like other alcohol or whatever. What just, the fuck? Doesn't that mess up the recipes and stuff? No, nah, nah, we, we don't use it as much for like um, recipes. So it was just in the back corner of the room. Yeah. And we'll just drink it. We'll drink the cooking wine, like the goon bags. Yeah, the goon bag cooking yeah, wines. Yeah. Fine. They're fucked. We add that to Coke or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, you just drink it yeah. for fun. It gets you screwed up, but it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's disgusting. It's filth. Yeah. Yeah, no, just for the record, Norman is the alcoholic kind of chef. No. And I'm the gambling kind of chef. So you know there's two different there's two differences here. I just enjoy cold beer, bro. Uh, cold beer? Yeah, after yeah, work. About thirteen of them after work. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get that armrest belly back. 
ever stolen money from work? Nah. Yeah, because nah. fuck my place thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> the staff thought you did. Yeah, bro. Well, don't they count the tills? Uh, no, no. So what we do is like every end of week, they'd get the tips. They exchange it and put it into the vault we had upstairs. It's a little tiny vault, a little, right. you know. But a place got broken into and fucking got jacked. <laughs> yeah. whole thing was gone yeah like we, we know it was someone that worked there you know someone that worked with like insider knowledge right? yeah yeah like, insider yeah. knowledge you know because that place had the security system wired up we walked in and the, the cable was hanging down uh, they knew straight away uh, you know and stole the safe go on and grab like a couple grand worth of tips they thought it was me do you have a cash guy or no uh, nah, catch nah, nah. shit long good, gone bro good job then eh? yeah he did a good job shit. I just thought it was me because I was from Cabra <laughs> yeah, it played off as a joke. They're like, was it you, Junior? No, no, no. You're from Cabra, though. <laughs> it's <not> meant to mean. <laughs> All right, so this is a pretty long episode, mostly with Junior, with a lot of his stories. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed them. We're going to finish off for today's episode. If you have any questions that you want to ask me or any of the guests that came in today, send us an email at riceandmikespodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and make sure to follow our Instagram page, actually, which, we, which I just launched maybe like two weeks ago. Rice and Mike's podcast, Instagram. Give it a follow. Give yeah. it a follow, I'd, yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to Lawrence Lai and Tito. No, you can't ruin like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope you guys have a good week. We'll see you on the next Bye. episode. Bye. 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 Uh, Take care, Ganya. Yeah.